Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal-loving listeners out there, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I hope your Saturday morning is off to a terrific start. We've got a great show planned for you today. First up, we'll be speaking with Cheryl McNeil Fisher, author of a heartwarming children's story about the adventures of a young woman and her beloved guide dog. It's actually her own true life story. And after our halftime break, animal communicator and behavior trainer Terry Steuben will be stopping by to go over all the do's and don'ts for keeping your pet safe healthy and happy at Halloween. So keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM and we'll be back after an important message from the station. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show and joining us now is the wonderful author of the new children's book, Cindy Lou and Sammy Two go to the mall, the adventure of a guide dog team. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? Good morning, Marie. Thank you for having me. Well, I had the pleasure of going through your children's book about these adventures of Cindy Lou and Sammy, and I think our listeners would love to hear all about it. How did you get the idea for the story? Well, um, actually, you know, I hadn't, Excuse me, I had no plans of writing a children's book. I've worked with children and spoke to them for over 20 years. And I started journaling when I was training with my new guide dog. And it just evolved from that because we had some fun little antics happening. And um, just over time, and it's taken, it's been about a few years. And as I kept tweaking it and I got feedback from some published, some editors I sent it into, and then about a year ago, the Lisa, who illustrated, contacted me, and she's the one I really am so happy I wanted her to illustrate, because I had seen her, her um, paintings, drawings years ago, and it just, it was, it was timing, it was all about, it's God's timing, and um, it's just been a fun adventure. Wow. So Cindy Lou and Sammy is really a story about you, isn't it? It is, yeah. And 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 actually she took photographs and sketched from the photographs. Had no intentions of Cindy looking like me, but it just kind of turned out that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the some of the things that have happened is not necessarily that happened with Sanka, my present guide dog. It it the sock situation happened in a different store with a different type of garment uh, years ago with my black lab, but we turned it into socks for a children's book because, you know, it was more fun. <laughs> well, since we're talking about a little bit about the plot, why don't you mm-hmm. share one of the more uh, funny anecdotes from the book? Well, the one of the the fun things is the it is the escalator because most dogs don't, are you know they're, they'll go on the escalator. Our dogs are taught to go on the escalator, but when in the book, um, 
Sammy just thinks it's a ride and loves it and is looking at the people and and doesn't wants to get right back on afterwards. Uh oh. Have to really encourage him to get off the escalator. This is a really serious situation when when our guide dogs are on an escalator to encourage them and they need to not just walk off but kind of hop off, jump off a little bit because the, especially with a golden retriever, their hair grows very quickly oh, underneath yeah. their pads. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful that the hair doesn't get caught because oh, the dog, there have been dogs that have been ruined because they have gotten caught. So oh. it's very important. That's when usually when I get on an escalator, I usually will make sure there's about, oh, people are about four or five steps up ahead of me, and whoever is usually with me will wait till I'm a few steps up and then get behind me. So this way nobody gets right on top of me. Right. And then this way I make sure the people are off ahead of me because when I get off, I'm getting off real quickly and getting my dog off. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. We made fun with it. Yeah, I explained it's an, it's a serious situation as well. Wow. This this storybook, it's geared toward readers who have gotten past the picture book stage and are advancing a little bit to the easy chapter book phase, right? Yeah, yeah. So what age, age range would you say that is that you're trying to talk um, to? Well, it depends on the reading, but most of the kids are, are um, first and second graders. Okay. They put it K through three, but I think most children are first and second graders at this stage. And have many of these children been exposed to a guide dog previously, or is this all brand new territory for them? A lot of the children in my area, I've been out speaking with schools and children for about 20 years now. So normally I'm talking about how my dog goes from puppy to being with a puppy raiser to going to training to getting paired with the blind person. But I've never, you know, this is the first time we've had the book to go with this, this with the educational part, and, and it's, um, it's exciting for the children, especially those, uh, the children that know me, and they're just thrilled about having this book. And um, one of the little girls, in fact, I put it on YouTube, her name is Maddie, and I used her name as the friend in the book, Oh, is, cool! <laughs> uh, is, is reading the book. We have a a reading chapter one on, on in a little video clip on YouTube. So, wow! Yeah. Well, yeah. she must have been thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's <laughs> I'm a just character a in a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. And when you go out and you speak to the kids, are you mm-hmm. giving all of them a copy of the book? Um. Not at this. No. They're. What we're doing in the schools is they're placing orders ahead of time, and oh, the book okay. retails at ten dollars a piece, mm-hmm. and I sell it at seven when I'm in a school. And then once I get to the school, I will personally autograph each book for the children. Oh, that is really nice. I bet yeah, that's quite I don't a charge treat. a speaking fee or anything. It's just this is this way um, for the children. And of course, I mean, if there was someone who couldn't buy, who needed it, or so, I'm sure, you know, we, I'd work something out with people. But this is how I'm working it with the schools. Absolutely. Do yeah, you go I over just, safety I, in the book? For example, me? do you go over safety in the book, for example, as an adult who's 
very aware aware of guide dogs and working dogs. I know that I'm not supposed to go up and start petting them no matter how much I want to. Is that something that you cover in the book or is that something you I talk do. about? I do. In fact, there's one situation where the dog where Cindy and Sammy are going into a store and these two ladies are immediately reaching down to pet him. And that's what happens a lot of times. Believe it or not, a lot of times adults, they because, you know, everybody loves the I'm guilty of it. Uh-huh. I'm guilty of doing it to another guide dog as well. You want to pet them. And it's hard to resist. And a lot of people say, I don't know I shouldn't pet them, but. So, yeah. yes, I am teaching that in the book as well. Is there ever a time that you can pet a guide dog? If someone knows me and come, I tell the children once they now that they know me, if they see me in a store, come up to me and ask me. If I'm not busy, I will let them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only time is when they're out of harness and you have permission. People who come into my house, my dog is out of harness. He's just a regular golden retriever. Okay. So uh, yeah. But when he's working and when he's in his vest, he knows that he's got to take on the role of service That's dog. It. So wearing yeah. that vest vest rather, actually harness. signals to him, or the harness, that he needs to be strictly business and not Mr. Socializer. That's correct. Okay, so you don't want a lot of people, even if you say it's okay, to start no. petting him because otherwise that's going to affect his attention to you. Right, yeah. I'd rather not. <laughs> okay, so that's the point that we really need to emphasize yeah. then. Mm-hmm. If a dog is working, do mm-hmm. not pet it. Resist that urge and uh, be an adult. <laughs> right. Not even make eye contact because, oh, wow. you know, when they even make eye contact with the dog, the dogs know who loves the animal. So you make eye contact with him and he's going to just be, you know, I mean, people, we say a lot with our body language and our eyes. Okay. So that goes through to don't talk to them either, like say, hey, puppy, or anything like that. No talking, no encouragement. A lot of people start, here, doggy, or, you know, and that's, the only time I've gotten hurt is when um, someone has distracted my dog, somebody grabs the harness, someone uh, pulls my arm, you know, they think they're doing good and they're not, and yeah. those are the things. Or I had some man with a dog bone trying to give it to my dog. Those oh, things no. are, yeah, well, those are the things that can cause a lot of problems and people get hurt. You know, I would think that it's just common knowledge, but it's not, no. that you're supposed to leave working dogs alone. So I'm glad that you're making this point in a children's book because that's the best way to teach is to reach the children because you'll get through to them and then they'll get through to their parents and it's wonderful. (laughs) That's the idea. (laughs) Where can somebody order this book if they wanted to? My the print book edition is available on Amazon. The ebook is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and iBooks, iTunes. And also, people can contact me personally, and I will. They can pay through PayPal, and I will send them an autographed copy. Ooh, nice! And and how do they do that? They can reach me at um, Doggone It Publishing, D O G G O N E I T Publishing at Gmail, 
And I also have a Facebook page also. Oh, what is that? Uh, I don't have the link in front of me, but it's Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Cheryl yeah. McNeil Fisher. Right. That's M-C, yeah. capital N-E-I-L, and then F-I-S-H-E-R. That's correct. And yeah, Cheryl I have, this, I have the Facebook and I have the LinkedIn and I'm working on the website. And, and you Cheryl can probably D-A-C- Google your uh, title also. Cindy yeah. Lou mm-hmm. and Sammy That's the too. easiest way to do it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. Cheryl, your book mm-hmm. sounds so interesting, and I know beginning re- readers will truly enjoy flipping through all the pages. Thanks for sharing a little bit about it today, and I hope we'll be treated to many more adventures from Cindy Lou and Sammy yes. in the future. Our next one will be Cindy and Sammy are going to school, which will be out in April 2015. Outstanding. Thanks for stopping Great. by this morning. Okay. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate it very much. You're Thank very you. welcome. And we need to take a quick break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and our longtime Pet Place friend and animal communicator is joining us now. It's Terry Steuben. Good morning, and how are you today? Good morning, Marie. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing just fine. Oh, that's fantastic. And the reason I have invited you on is because in addition to your animal communication, you're also somebody who helps people with animal behavior. And Halloween is right around the corner, and it can be a very scary and dangerous time for animals. So I was wondering if we could talk about that today. Absolutely, yes. It can be very scary for little guys, and sometimes we end up having lost pet phone calls after those. So, yes, let's prevent those. And what can somebody do if they have do rather if they have a little nervous dog? What should they do ahead of time before the doorbell starts ringing and the door starts opening and closing with all these strangers coming? What should people do in a, in advance? Well, first of all, I would start talking to them, and I talk to them just like a human because they watch the the words you choose make the pictures they see. So if you were to have like a little two-year-old kid, you would explain to them that, you know, uh, there's funny dressed people going to come to the house on this day. You know, you may start pulling out decorations and showing them and letting them help and and just, you know, if you have a costume yourself, kind of hold the mask up and off of your face so that they know it's you. Um, oh, good idea. Talk to them about, uh, you know, you know, and you can, might even just say, you know, this is an odd day where everybody dresses up, comes, knocks on the door, and we give them candy, you know, because to a pet that doesn't really, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> unless they could get to it, which is a whole other topic that I want to talk to you about too. But before we get there, should we possibly put the dogs that are prone to being nervous should we have a nice little room prepared for them away from the hustle and bustle maybe with some soft music playing absolutely if you don't think that they're going to be calm enough to handle it the best thing is to do is make sure that your pet is safe first and possibly in a room that they'll be comfortable in and away from all the activity that's happening so a back bedroom is far a away back from bedroom, the door. Okay. Upstairs bedroom, back away, 
Because sometimes, you know, kids are screaming down the street and that oh, kind yeah. of thing, and that can trigger cats. Make sure that they're in a safety zone as well because that can spark them to take off as well. Oh, and that could be really bad news. I know Halloween, as fun as it is for people, it's it's scary and dangerous for kitties. And fortunately, from my years working at Animal Control, we had a number of cases year after year involving animal cruelty and black cats in particular. And we just want to make sure all of our little four-legged friends are safe and secure, so kitties especially need to be indoors. Yes, and, and especially black cats. If you have a black cat, I would keep it in. Um, and unfortunately, uh, what you were referring to about with the black cats, there's about 13 holidays a year that they they do the black cat thing. So it's always good to keep an eye on your little black kitty. Yeah, well, my kitties are always indoors, but you never know what could happen, especially with the door opening and closing as often as it does on Halloween. So, again, if you keep your pet in a room that's secured, the door is closed, the windows are closed, there's no chance of them getting out, hopefully. Hopefully, (laughs) yes. You'd be surprised at little bitty holes they can squeeze through. Oh, yes. Just be careful. So you need to make sure that they're wearing their collar and their tag and their microchip, and they have all of the communication devices they need to get back home again if they do get out. Yes, E, all the above. (laughs) And then hopefully a sonar magnet thing so you can track them. You know, it's getting about that stage these days. Well, we actually had a guest on the show not too long ago who has an app for tracking your lost pet and there's a special tag that they wear yeah it's very cool so yeah do everything you can to make sure that your pets are safe and the other thing too terry is a lot of the treats that people get are really really tempting to dogs they want to eat that chocolate and the candy and everything else is that a good idea Chocolate is not a good idea for a pet because what it does is it has a tendency to explode in the brain. So, uh, however, there are some chocolates. We don't want anybody to give any chocolates if we can, but there are some milk chocolates that are kind of toned down. So if they get something, uh, always a good idea to take them to the vet right away just to make sure if you have a situation like that or um, try to come up with something that, you know, if they get into, they're going to be safe, and that's another reason why you want to put them in a safe place so that they don't get yeah. into those situations. And keep the candy way up high in a spot that the pets can't get to. Chocolate actually has a, a toxic element to it that yeah. builds up in a dog system over time, and it can be lethal. And candy in general, it's just not a good idea. If you want to give your dogs treats, there are all kinds of very cool recipes online for making special Halloween treats for your for your pets and that way they can share and all the fun treat giving too but again we don't want our pets to get too many treats but just enough to feel included exactly just enough to feel included as long as they stay out of your candy dish you're in good shape definitely let's talk about costumes (laughs) oh yes costumes are fun they can be And sometimes pets like them and sometimes they don't. And should we respect them if they don't want to wear a costume or should we impose our will? (laughs) Well, it would be like if you didn't like wearing a costume and we put one on you. You know, I have a tendency to try and respect them. However, there are a lot of people that think it's quite humorous to put a costume on and watch them just stand there stiff. So 
Uh, I prefer not to. You know, it's always good to be mindful, especially around their eyes and their head, mm-hmm. uh, putting something on because some of those sun, the glasses that you put on have um, so, a little bit of a sharp edge and it can scratch the cornea on the eye. Um, so we want to be careful about that. We don't want to cut or irritate anything. Or block their vision, too. No, blocking their vision because they just yank them right off of their heads, you know. So sometimes the hats come with things that go around their ears. Some dogs like them, some don't. Also be careful sometimes of things that go around their neck because if they're walking along in the dark someplace, they could get hung up on something. So yeah, that would it's always a good it. idea to just be mindful of that. And then I would also... Um, Keep in mind, they're already wearing a coat, so if you put a costume on it, first try it first. Make sure that the around the armpits are the things that I get usually from animals with jackets and whatnot. Make sure it's loose enough. Make sure you can stick your fingers in it uh, around the waist, and then try it again later, you know, to make sure. But also, you, you might need to take it on and off because they're going to get hot, and the other thing to do would be to carry water with you okay. um, to give them some extra drinks along the way because they, they will get hot. And we've had an unseasonably warm October, and I'm not going to be surprised if our Halloween night is quite warm, too. So if you already have a dog that has a very thick coat, having a costume on top of that might be, especially some of those thick plush costumes might be just very, very unpleasant. So try and pay attention to your dog's cues about this. I know some dogs love wearing outfits and costumes, and some dogs absolutely hate it. And from my perspective, if you have a pet who doesn't enjoy costumes, then then don't make them wear them. Yes, and the other thing you might want to watch out for is there is also a lot of hair dyeing going on with different breeds. I have uh, noticed that, yes. Yes, so we need to be careful of what kind of toxins might be in that because it goes right in through the skin. Are there um, any safe hair dyes for pets? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked into that, but I would just be careful with that. You know, if it's something you could use on a child, it's probably something you could use on a pet. Something that you can wash out almost immediately, I would say, would probably be okay. And some pets actually like that because they get a lot of attention with the, (laughs) you know, the pink neon and... Oh, gosh. The blues, and, you know, some of them do get a kick out of that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Terry, I want to touch on the fact that you're an animal communicator, and and I know we've talked about it on the show in the past, but just to remind our listeners in the the few minutes that we have left, how did you become an animal communicator? Well, I think it's actually more, uh, I have always been this way, I was actually in third grade before I realized that everybody else didn't do this. Wow. Um, so that was more put me on the outside because I'm like, what do you mean you didn't hear the crows? You know? <laughs> and the next day at the bus stop, here's Terry and here's everybody else. <laughs> oh, that must have been hard. So I went to corporate world for a bit and then people were saying, well, you always help with the animals, so why don't you do us a business? So um, I've been doing that and medical intuition um, where I can feel in my body where they have pain. Oh, wow. And then I'm also doing um, Reiki Master, which is healing animals oh, that um, is very from the cool. inside out. And I talk to animals all over the world. I've uh, been getting a lot of international phone calls lately, and I work with about 18 different vets right now. Uh, one, as a matter of fact, is in Germany, which is kind of interesting. Wow. If somebody wanted to find out more about what you do and possibly have your services, do you have a website? 
Yes, actually, it's uh, terrystubin.com, oh, and it's easy. just T E R R I S T E U B as in boy E N dot com. Okay. And if you just Google my name, it'll pull up lots of information, YouTube videos, a lot of things for folks to look at. Outstanding. Well, Terry, I have always enjoyed your visits to the show, and I want to thank you so much for reminding everyone about Halloween safety, which is so important. And if you had one final real important warning to give to everybody before we say goodbye, what would that be? I would say, most importantly, keep your pets safe and have a really good holiday and let's stay out of the vet's office. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. And it's time to take our last break of the morning. But when we return, get set for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. We were just talking about Halloween celebrations with our pets, and there really is no better activity than the annual Hot Dog Halloween Parade in Long Beach, which is scheduled for tomorrow at Marina Vista Park, located at 5355 East Elliott Street in Long Beach. The parade is expected to include a few hundred kids and adults in costumes, followed by more than 500 costume dogs with handlers. A few thousand human gawkers will line the parade route, including a panel of distinguished judges that will choose a few dozen human and canine costume winners. Hope dogs will raise thousands for spay and neuter programs, adoption, rescue groups, Operation Santa Paws, and other Long Beach service projects. You can register until 3 p.m. on the event day. It's $20 per dog or $35 VIP. This $35 VIP donation to Hot Dogs allows you and one dog to walk towards the front of the parade route. You'll receive a special wristband at check-in. It's a lot of fun and hope to see you all there. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.